0: Welcome back, folks. Bill Creasy here with this week's episode of Scripture Uncovered, episode 163. We're doing something a little different this week. A few weeks ago, I had the real pleasure of being interviewed by Deborah Ruffini on The Deborah Ruffini Show, a live radio broadcast from England on Artist First Radio Network. It will be broadcast here in the U.S. this coming weekend, and I wanted to give you a preview of it. I had a really nice interview, good time with her, and we talked about all sorts of things, a wide-ranging discussion on God, on teaching, on scripture studies, spiritual development.
1: So I thought you'd find it interesting. So here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Greetings from England, this is Deborah Feeney with another broadcast of The Deborah Feeney Show. Today it is my absolute pleasure to be speaking with Dr. Bill Creasy, founder of Logos Bible Study, understanding the Bible from Genesis through to Revelation. Dr. Creasy hosts the podcast, Scripture Uncovered. Hey, it's great to be chatting with you today, Dr. Creasy. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well, Deborah.
1: How are you today? Oh, great. Yeah, it's, it's been very, very rainy, but I'm inside, so it's all dry here.
0: <laughs> well that's good we, we have a bit of a heat wave going on here oh
1: in california oh wow
0: but it's been nice nonetheless.
1: yeah yeah we just we've had sort of the most intense um weather that britain's ever experienced so uh we, we haven't us brits haven't quite known what to do with it but you can probably handle yours better <laughs> <laughs> oh oh it's lovely to be chatting with you i'm really looking forward to this um this time of discussion it's going to be very very interesting and uh yeah so i'm intrigued understanding the bible from genesis through to revelation that's that's a heck of a lot to understand
0: it's a big book (laughs) 2000 page book written a long time ago yeah so i think anyone anyone who sets out to read the bible uh you need a scout who's been down the trail before someone to lead you through and make sure you don't fall into a ditch or get tangled in a in a tree, yeah. uh, and make your way through Genesis to Revelation.
1: Yeah, indeed. It's um. So where did the the um, your interest and the motivation come from? Do this.
0: Well, I I was a uh, for thirty years. I I was an English literature professor at UCLA, University of California, Los Angeles. Okay. And one of my classes, my flagship course, actually, was the English Bible as Literature. Mm. And uh, I taught through the entire Bible in one year. We were on, a, on an academic quarter system, uh, fall, winter, spring, and summer. And, uh, and eventually I just mashed it all together and taught through the Bible across those four quarters. And uh, it became a really popular class. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm basically a lecturer uh, there were large classes, a couple hundred people in them. And, uh, and leading people through, really, some of the greatest literature ever written uh, was a real joy. Mm. And at some point, way, you know, maybe 10 years into it, I took that class out into the community at large and uh, taught in a variety of churches, uh, both Catholic and Protestant. Typically, I, I get maybe 10 or 15 churches to co-sponsor a class. And then I would teach through the whole Bible. Wow. And I did that in one year. I did it in a five-year series, and I did it in a seven-year series, all of which has been recorded uh, and is available online. Wow. Uh, on audible.com, if you look under Dr. Bill Creasy, you'll have a full catalog. Yeah. Uh, and on my website, um, in the more advanced course, the seven-year-long course, uh, all of the teaching is there in video. And, uh, and I have uh, good enrollments in them here online. Everything oh, changed since COVID. Yeah, uh, okay. From live classes, I had to make the transition to online teaching. Uh, and now I'm, I'm getting quite comfortable with that. Hmm. And it's also given me, uh, you know, rather than teaching where I can physically be in Southern California, uh, going online has really given me a global
1: audience. Yes. Uh, well, here you
0: are in, uh, in the U.K., yeah, And I had students in all over America, Canada, Mexico, wow, uh, South America, Europe, uh, Africa, all over. And that never would have happened. That's the silver lining of the COVID, uh, COVID cloud, I think, uh, yeah. being able to really reach out beyond where I could uh, previously.
1: That's brilliant. And it's funny, isn't it? Sometimes out of disasters or of unfortunate occurrences... Um, blessings, or positive things can happen.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, it was, it was uh, at first, I thought, how in the world will I be able to keep doing this?
1: Yeah.
0: All of my classes have been cancelled. Uh, I lead teaching tours uh, to the biblical world, to Israel, Egypt, Jordan, Turkey, Greece, Italy, and Spain. And mm-hmm. I would have five to six tours a year, and uh, mm-hmm. with 50 people on each one. Ooh. All that stopped. And I thought, well, I'm I'm out of business here. You know, yeah. uh, there's nothing to do except sit at home and be depressed. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, I, adapt, improvise, overcome. And I had to do that. And uh, with the help of my son Jonathan, who lives in Ireland, he's in Dublin. Uh, he built mm. my website and really got everything up and running. I, I don't have that kind of technical ability, mm, but
1: he does. Oh wow! And uh, that that was a real blessing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, it's good that it's... Yeah, same here. I'm an absolute technophobe. I wouldn't know the first thing. Uh, doing websites and that. It's very c- clever, isn't it, to be able to do that sort of things. Oh, great. So um. Yeah. So that's amazing to to actually have such a huge um outreach, if you like. Um. And you is it true you encourage questions and answers on on your broadcast Chris, scripture uncovered? Is that right?
0: On? I, I, well, on covered his podcast Sorry, and okay. uh, I just finished recording episode 163. Ooh, so it's, been, uh, it's been going for a while and uh, I, I asked Jonathan about it. He manages that as well. Yeah. And he said, uh, as of this past week, we have a little over 850,000 listeners Ooh, uh, cool. who tune into the broadcast and, and, and listen to the lessons. So that, that's been a, been a really good uh, I also have a podcast on Spotify called the One Year Bible, oh. and uh, I just put that up uh, about two or three months ago. Mm. And I teach through the entire Bible in one year. Uh, they're pre-recorded, and uh, so they come up automatically every Tuesday and Thursday. So all oh. that all that's going on, and uh, and it's been a truly an extraordinary thing. Yay. They have open office hours on Tuesday and Thursday from 11 a.m. until noon Pacific time, where any of my listeners can jump into the Zoom office hours, and I can see them right on my computer screen here and talk with everybody and get to meet people that way. Great. So the technology has really, uh, really helped in, in, the, in the post-COVID era.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's healthy, isn't it, to be allowed to ask questions with regard to things which we may struggle grasping um, or things which we may have difficulty in believing uh, with scripture. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely and you know each quarter on my website logosbiblestudy.com I have a featured course each quarter, right now it's the story of King David Mm. and uh, and there are two video lessons each week uh, that people watch, they run 45 minutes to an hour. And then on Saturday morning from 10 a.m. until noon, I have a seminar on those two lessons. So I typically get 50 or 60 people online on Zoom, Mm. and we have a two-hour discussion about the lessons on Saturday. And then, of course, the open office hours on Tuesday and Thursday, anyone can drop in and talk about anything they want.
1: And you know, Bill, we we need Christians like you who are because even just chatting with you now, I can tell that you're not someone who would um, uh, consider someone as rebellious for asking, or you know, because that that's so important. So many times we can we can judge people that oh, for goodness sake, you're being a uh, troublesome <laughs> for asking something <laughs> yeah. that you're just naturally considering Yeah, no, I,
0: yeah. There, uh, I, I I enjoy answering the questions. And that's whether great. they be about the Bible or, or just life in general, uh, yeah. I, I I like engaging with my with my audience
1: that way. Oh, that's beautiful. That's that's very healthy. Yeah, it's um, um is there one particular question that you're asked, or, or are there certain questions that you're that put your way more than others, or are there sort of typical things that you hear? Well, you know, I, I think the, you
0: know, uh, given that I, I teach the Bible all the way through Genesis to Revelation, mm. uh, the questions tend to be the most uh, basic questions are, well, why should I be reading the Bible? You know, what, what what's it have to do with me? It's a book written a long time ago, yeah. and I think many people, if they have any experience with the Bible, it was when they were a child or growing up, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like Santa Claus. You find out that, well, Santa's not really what I thought he was, and, uh, and it's all fantasy. Yeah, but uh, you know we, we have uh, truly one of the great works of world literature, mm-hmm. and I'm not a theologian. Uh, I'm a literature teacher. I teach story.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, and stories are a really good way to enter into profound discussions about the human condition, and and I think that's nice. what the Bible does so well. Um, we we turn the page to Genesis chapter one. Mm. From Genesis one all the way through Revelation, we have essentially a linear narrative uh, with recapitulation uh, that addresses those fundamental issues of human condition. Mm. And and that's that's how I go at it. That's how I I approach the Bible. And I think what makes it uh, attractive for many people, uh, it's not wrapped in religion, at least as I I engage it. Uh, It's a really good story, Mm. and uh, people love story. And when I lead my teaching tours, we go to the places where the stories happen, and I teach the stories on site. And that allows me to add color, tone, and texture to the text. Yeah. I'm looking at the Bible right now. I have it in front of me, is black words on a white page. Mm. But after you travel with me and we teach the stories on site, uh, you're now reading technicolor and hearing and Dolby sound. You know, it really brings it alive. Yeah. So that's the goal, to bring, bring Scripture alive. Uh, to make it relevant to you, uh, not in a sense of any denomination, any religious denomination, uh, yeah. but the sense of, of engaging the fundamental issues of human condition in story form. And, and I think that's how, what's made it so successful over, over the years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely get you with that. It's um, And I guess the key is to, maybe it's easier said than done, but um, I know... For myself, maybe other people, that, um, others that have been known to me. Sometimes we can almost drive ourselves to the point of insanity through not knowing. There's so many things that may not appear to add up. Or um, just trying to think of a few examples of um, a loving God. Uh, you know, where did, where did evil come from? And and you know, having the foreknowledge of Not everyone will understand or even believe, you know, let alone taking on the gospel, but um, may not believe in God. And how can disbelief be punished? That sort of thing. So I think there's lots of questions that are certain things that we that may always just be unknowns, you know, queries that will be answered, hopefully, on the second journey of life. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, we, we, we'll find out eventually, I guess. Huh? Yeah. But you know, so so often, uh, particularly in in a, a church context, uh, and, and it varies from denomination to denomination. Um, but so often, the, the Bible's used as a kind of bludgeon to uh, beat people over the head and make them behave. Yeah, yeah. And and that that's that's not anything I do at all. Uh, I. I I, I really want to bring the stories alive, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you look at it, look at the story of your own life. You have uh, times in your life when um, you're living in, in a totally wrong way. You've, you've been you've been captured by uh, something that uh, that you can't seem to control. And uh, why is that? You know, how do we get to the bottom of that? Yeah. Well, we have people like that uh, in the Bible. The story of King David that I'm teaching right now. David is a, uh, one of my favorite characters in the Bible and yet he's a deeply flawed person yeah uh, he's fully human and um, you know well David's a great king yeah he's a magnificent warrior yes yeah, uh, but David is also Really what review have you been know. doing? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I looked at your book that you uh, you contacted me and, and oh. asked me if I would review your book, and uh, and I'm happy to do that. Oh, thank uh, you. The artist page. So um, I, yeah, I I really yes. enjoyed it. It's a a uh, oh.
1: uh,
0: poem. It's a poem, and uh, and the illustrations by Dina <gasps> oh. are very nice. They're they're uh, they're William Morris like, and uh, oh, thank it, you.
1: You, um, yes she's very very yeah. she's a very what,
0: class, what practice
1: do you write the thank you um yeah dean is a very close friend of mine she's very ultra talented and she was the per- perfect person for the job <laughs> she's brilliant um i think yeah you're, you're the ideal person bill for me to for um for uh, me to to speak to about this because In the line of work you do. I think my motivation for this was. um, I had seen. I'd also experienced in my own life. um, And seen so many situations in the church at large. Where people had been. Put off going to church. Or had lost their faith. um, Through having to get everything right. Or. You know, this whole I remember being crumbs, I was ten years old, I think, when I saw the film Thief in the Night. Is that are you familiar with Thief in the Night? The about the Oh no, not. Oh, it was um it was kind of petrifying. It was <laughs> it was about the second coming. And it was kind ah. of fear mongery and you know, a young woman is in the set in the seventies, so there's lots of flares involved. And um the husband is taken and the woman is left and you see the, the electric razor going off in the kitchen and it's all dum-dum-dum, you know. And I remember thinking, even as a child, crumbs, there's an awful lot to have to get right. You know, we we um, not only have to, to believe in God in the first place, we have to get, the, get his name right, we then have to get the denomination right and the doctrine within that denomination. How are we going to do it? How are we going to... And this sort of set me off on, on a panic... Way into, well, I wrote it when I was probably 45. I'm now 51, so until (laughs) all that time, I was still... And I just thought, I don't want to take away from scripture, but I wanted to write something where you had a divine creator who was simply saddened by people coming into the studio and seeing his work of art on the, the, the canvas, but not seeing him. But it's the fact that they're, they're either not tall enough or, for whatever reason, they just can't see the, the hand behind the creation. And I think that's <coughs> most people who, any sincere disbeliever, um, it's simply a matter of they just, to you and I, it's surely you can see evidence all around. You know, that God is everywhere. But I do think with an honest disbeliever, they just can't see that. And I don't know where that leaves, I still don't know, really. Maybe you can answer this. I don't know where that leaves an all-loving, unconditionally loving God, um, when you've got who will punish disbelief when they really haven't, really haven't seen. I mean, I think of it like I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and if you were to say to me, Deborah, Bruce Springsteen sat outside your house eating a sandwich," ask him in. I don't think I'd bother going out there because I really wouldn't believe that it was true. Um, mm-hmm. No disrespect to yourself, but I, I would find it so hard yeah. to believe that was true. <laughs> um, it's not because I'm in rebellion of the thought. I'd love to believe he's out there. and Yeah, have him in for a cup of tea and have him here talking with us. But I just really would find it very hard to believe. And I think some people, you and I may find that hard to get our heads around, but I think they just don't see it. And so I wanted a book that represented Christ, represented God, but he's just saying, "Oh, I'm so sad that you don't see me." Um, but I don't know whether that leaves it almost blasphemous in that I'm not taking it any further with I have to send you into an eternal torment because you haven't seen me. That's the question. Um, yeah, well, I think the
0: you know the idea of the artist. Age of God as Creator. Mm. Um, You know, and when you look at at creation, I think that maybe that's where where one should start. Um, Looking at creation, and it's an extraordinary thing. Uh, I was looking at pictures uh, just this past week of the new Webb telescope that is is looking. The the pictures are astounding, and you're looking at light that left that. Star over a billion years ago.
1: Yeah,
0: light travels 186,000 miles per second. Troubles. A billion years of light—it's enormous. But my Mm -hmm. my own experience of that. um, Let me give you two examples that might uh, that might give us some place uh, to talk here. Um, I I was a for for many years a very avid uh, scuba diver. Okay. And I traveled all over the world. Diving, I was leading diving tours as well. And uh, my favorite place to go was the Egyptian Red Sea. Mm. Uh, the Egyptian Red Sea is to underwater what the Amazon is to land. Okay. Uh, 21% of the life in the Red Sea only exists in the Red Sea. And every summer when uh, UCLA ended on the spring quarter, I would take a group to Egypt to dive the Red Sea and would charter a boat and we'd own the boat for a week or two, so we could go and do whatever we wanted. Mm. And I remember one dive, we typically do five dives during a day, and one dive in the afternoon, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, I rolled off the boat and dropped down, mm. and, the, and the water was like like liquid crystal, you know, perfectly clear, you could see for 100 yards. Right. And as I went down to the bottom and hovered off the bottom mm. and began moving, uh, moving across, Uh, I noticed my shadow on the sand and I turned and looked up and saw the sun shining through the water Mm. facing that shadow. And as it was approaching a beautiful coral reef, I noticed in the sand a hole Mm. about the size of a, uh, the diameter of a, 17,000 feet It was really cold mm. And in the middle of the night I had to go to the bathroom <laughs> Great I should do, yeah. like, Out of my sleeping bag I went and found a rock you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I was standing there and I, and I looked up at the sky And you know We're in the middle of Africa There's not a light To be seen For miles and miles and miles mm. And I looked up at the sky And saw the stars In a way I had never seen them before they we are so high and the air was so clear that stars looked three dimensional. Oh, you could see depth in the stars. Yeah. And putting those two things together, that happened that same summer—the yeah. goby and the shrimp on the bottom of the Egyptian Red Sea, and the three-dimensional stars at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah.
1: Who
0: could doubt an artist creator? Yeah.
1: You know,
0: it, it was it was so evident. Yeah. Uh, from what I was looking at, and. Uh, yeah, that that really that opened up a whole new realm of thinking for me, of uh, God present in these tiny little creatures at the bottom of the Red Sea, yeah. and God present in the vastness of, of the universe, yeah, uh, and everything in between. You know, God, God doesn't have He's represented as He, right? But God doesn't mm-hmm. have gender. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is imbued in every. Element of creation, yes, and uh, and that's extraordinary. Yeah, and, and why did God create all of this? You now, why does the artist, yeah, create the painting mm. because he loves it?
1: Yeah, you
0: know, he loves it. He loves what he does, and by his very nature, by your very nature, you have to do what you do. You have to write poetry. Mm. Uh, Dina has.
1: clever stuff i think we're surrounded by miracles all the time but we're just not seeing them because we take them for granted um yeah you're right you're right uh, it's it is interesting isn't it There's, i have um i have a pair of axolotl in it in their uh, little tank bless them they're in the corner near the window there and the fact that you could not that i would do this because i'm not quite. you can um Cut off their limb, and it would grow again. And sometimes, if there's a little injury, you have to cut off the foot, uh, the foot or the hand, and it just grows back. And you think, what knows that it has to do that? You know, that wouldn't just happen by. Yeah, by yeah. Just, <laughs> something knows that needs to happen, but it's very, it is very clever, isn't it? All this stuff, stu- and and also the whole thing of those two little creatures right at the bottom there, all that consciousness going on within those tiny bodies. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, think, think of the, uh, the little goby and the tiny little shrimp mm. living together in a, in a hole. Yeah. What do they talk about? You know, <laughs> how do they communicate yeah. to each other? Uh, certainly yeah. by touch, because yeah. they're together there in that little hole. Mm. And, uh, and yet one is blind uh, and can't see the little shrimp. So he would only know the goby by touch. Mm. Uh, and the goby can see, but he can't dig. Yeah. So they're living this life together in perfect harmony in a little hole at the bottom
1: of the red sea. And mean, that that's boggles the mind, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's so, um, and also the fact that that's their world. They they wouldn't have had a clue that they are under the sea and above all that sea. You've got the sky, and above that you've got. You know, I think like in in my house, they're in the axolotl was in the corner of a room. They've got no idea. They can only see a part of where, where right, the, right. know, they can do. They've got no idea they're in a room that's in a house, <laughs> a house consisting of other rooms. The house is in a street. The street is in a, you know, it's. we can only see from our perspective and think it's, it's quite exciting that you know, there's so much out there. Um,
0: oh, you're, you're right. And, you know, our perspective is so very limited, like the shrimp and the gold yeah, yeah.
1: Our minds would, I mean, as, as as scary as it can be that we don't know so much, and it's probably God's way of protecting us that we don't know everything, well, we'd be God anyway, wouldn't we, if we could fathom everything? But I think our tiny human brains just wouldn't be able to cope with what's beyond the furthest star. You know, it's just, it's too wondrous. It's too, I think it has to be to a degree r- remaining as uh, mysterious because um, it could, uh, it would blow our minds, I think. If we knew everything, um, I would mind anyway. But I think it's—I think it—it it does make. But, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, it, we we can't we can't know everything.
0: But no. what we do know um, gives us hints, if you will, uh, of, of a much greater reality, uh, something that we participate in in, in a very small way. Uh, but you know, by looking at at the artist page by looking at, uh, at at the work of God and mm. the creation of God uh, and the vastness of it we, we can in a sense in a small way participate in that yeah. and um, you know when, when you look at a uh, you know a beautiful painting uh, I, I, I I was in Florence Italy not long ago and, and saw Michelangelo's ago? David oh yeah the um, statue and it, it's breathtaking breathtaking yeah, and you know we, we get little hints, hints of the eternal through art, hints uh, of the eternal through through music, uh, through through literature, through poetry.
1: Yes, and um, you
0: know that that's all we can manage. Yeah. Now,
1: yeah.
0: At, at some point in the future, when we you know slip the earthly bonds of earth, as it were, um, perhaps we'll have a much greater insight into it. And um, that's something
1: I look forward to, actually. Yes. Yeah. No. I, I see what you mean by that. It's um. It does make it. So, um, can I ask your thoughts on this, please, uh, Doctor Creasy? What What would you say to? Because for you and I, it's it's hard to get into the mind of an absolute atheist who just can't see what we're discussing here. I mean, do you do you think that? in a lot of cases they, they don't want to think about it because they want to have the answers to everything so therefore if they think about all this there's so much more they're not going to know so they'd rather just put a limit on their mind if you like. Or do you think they would, if we believe in God then we there's someone to be um, accountable to and do you, what what do you think about that? What What's your experience with people who say they don't believe?
0: Well, I, I spent 30 years teaching at a profoundly secular university, mm. uh, University of California, at Los Angeles, and, uh, and I had many students who, uh, who, who were proclaimed atheists. Right. I think that's a very narrow perspective. Uh, it, it, it's, some, it, it, it's much like turning inward, mm. and, and I only know what I know. Uh, well, you don't really know a whole lot if, if you're turning inward in within that way yeah. and blocking out anything else. But let me give you an example. I taught a uh, you know, writing course a kind of bread and butter teaching uh, at the university. And I would teach an honor seminar on writing. And I would pick a theme uh, that I'd build the whole course around and the theme I chose for one of my honors sections uh, was friendship, mm. and I wanted I wanted my students, and I had maybe fifteen students in that class. We met in a seminar room, and um, and the theme was friendship. So I wanted them to read uh, read uh, novels, read uh, poetry, read uh, essays that dealt with friendship. Mm. So we read. Uh, Aristotle's uh, Nicomachean Ethics on friendship. We read Albert Vagel on friendship. Uh, we read uh, uh, other works on friendship, novels on friendship, mm. and um, and I remember one Friday afternoon, I said, "Now for t- for Monday, I'd, I'd like you to read the Book of Ruth." I'm not trying to convince anyone in my classes that that God exists, but I'm presenting a story. Yes. uh, A story that they can engage. world of the narrative, yeah. enter the world of the poem or enter the world of the painting and engage it on its terms. And that's something I think as a teacher, uh, one of the most important things that I, that I do uh, is teaching people how to do that, mm. teaching people how to become, and on my website, uh, on the homepage, it's creating educated readers of scripture, you oh, know, right. people who, who are educated and can engage text as a literary work yeah and and
1: that makes all the difference i think and I it, be so. it does i abs- no, that's that's so um beautiful and powerful what you say there because i did. you know i think there are so many who have this just sort of eye there's a big difference isn't there between religion and personal relationship with god and um, oh, absolutely. some absolutely. people yeah i think some people can have a sort of something they've heard in church that as they've got this preconceived idea that's that's put them off i know i remember well, she wouldn't mind me saying i remember when i um i'm divorced now but i when i got married many years ago my wedding day and someone who's who had known me ever since i was a little girl who didn't have any um uh, church of input but it was really sad because she so it was a baptist church i got married in lo- lovely place um but mm-hmm. she felt she couldn't come into the church because she was under the impression that you couldn't enter a church unless you'd been baptized or confirmed and say oh that's really sad that just goes to say that you know some people just haven't got a clue as to what it's all about or but she must have got that from somewhere and yeah, um, yeah. and it's you know, someone told her that when
0: she was four years old yeah yeah and, and that stayed with her yeah and, uh, and that's unfortunate. There are so many people who are proclaimed atheists who are really church damaged people.
1: Yes, and, yes, uh, yeah.
0: You know how do we how do we heal that? How do we heal the wound? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think for both you and for me, uh, one way to do that is through art. Uh, yeah. Whether in my case through literature, in your case through painting or poetry. Mm. Um, you know that that's how we heal the wound. And uh, once that wound is healed, then people are, are, are a little more open, yeah. I think, to uh, discover something greater than their, their own preconceived ideas about, uh, about the Bible, about Scripture, about uh, poetry. How many, how many see, I, I know this from teaching at UCLA for 30 years, mm. how many people say, oh, I don't like poetry? Mm. Well, gee, why not? You know, yeah. what yeah. brought them to that conclusion? You
1: know?
0: Uh, yeah. Poetry can be some of the, you know, one of, one of life's most profound experiences. Absolutely. And, um, that somehow they've been turned against it. And the same thing with religion, you know? Yeah. Um, somehow something happened that turned them against it. Mm. And, um, you know, I think my, my job and the job that I, that I care about the most is breaking through those barriers, tearing mm. them down. Yeah. And, um, uh, opening people up to a a world that's just magnificent, Mm. uh, a world of literature, a world of art, a world of music. Yes. A world of exploration. Absolutely. exploring not just the depths of the Red Sea and the heights of Mount Kilimanjaro, but exploring your own inner life that's so uh, wonderfully reflected in the works of literature that we're talking about. Mm
1: absolutely no i think there's a lot of power in that and it's in a sense it can be a matter of um starting over again as in okay this thing is and also recognition of um people some some people who claim to represent god haven't made a very good job of being good pr <laughs> so yeah <laughs> <let's>... sure <laughs> i think you
0: and i both know more than a few of those
1: yeah, yes unfortunately <laughs> But it's kind of trying to, and maybe it's easier said than done, but thinking, okay, those people are not God. Those people would, um, their behaviours would sadden God. And let's get to know the real God. And, yeah, okay, we, we all screw up, don't we, in, um, you know, getting him wrong and, and sometimes saying things we shouldn't have said. But it's it's a matter of, well, for a start, coming to that point of apologising, saying we're sorry, but it's it's making... making appealing as you say through going back to basics and uh you know what's gonna what's gonna work this time whereas before it's been um damaged i was a recent guest i I had was a guy called Chavidian, who's the um grandson of the late great billy graham Um, oh really yeah lovely chap and he He's the founder of Grace, which let me think this right. Grace stands for godly response to abuse in the Christian environment, and uh, and you know the, the work he does, like your brilliant work, like yourself, that it's trying to get to a place where we start again. This this awful thing has happened, but let's you know let's make God attractive. Let's make him appealing. Let's um, really fall in love with what has been badly represented uh and it's uh it's important it's very important and also is recognizing hopefully and i don't know again we we don't really know the answer to this but hopefully that god would sort of recognize he's big enough to see our hearts and understand our ourselves to know what may have upset us or what may have and and, you know to, to give us that big hug and say oh yeah really sorry about that um rather than smite us even further uh you know hopefully it's more a case of understanding rather than um, you know punishing this i hope it's a, a yeah. case of that anyways so. yeah you know
0: i, I have a, a close friend who um who, who adopts uh dogs that have been uh, abandoned or injured
1: uh, oh lovely or Left for dead, you know. Yeah. And uh, you,
0: you don't know what happened to these little animals. You know, sometimes you see the scars, literal, the literal scars. Mm. Uh, but they can be very timid, very afraid. Um, you know, they they can turn and bite. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because they've so abused. Yeah. But how yeah. do you how do you how do you deal with such uh, a little a little animal like that, a little dog? Mm. Um, you, you love them. Yeah. And yeah. You, you're consistent in that love.
1: Yes. Um, and and that, that can turn them around. It can bring them back.
0: Yeah. And I, I've seen that over and over again with people who, uh, who are involved in a pet rescue. Mm. Um, and uh, people are the same way. Yeah. You know, I think many people uh, have an anger toward God or toward the concept of God that's been totally misrepresented mm. to them. And, uh, and how do you how
1: do you break through that yeah,
0: um, um, yeah. that's by a good
1: love, you know by um uh, by, by presenting a, a very different paradigm mm. that's that's a good illustration actually yeah a, a, um a harmed pet yeah it's it's the same isn't it we're we're harmed pets we can be harmed pets that uh, need, yeah. need yeah. Um, rescue you know um,
0: in your in your poem, you know, people who are who are looking at the at the painting, were looking at the creation mm-hmm. and uh, being critical and uh, not believing. That. Well, where did that come from? Yeah, you know, what, 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 what's the, the background to that? What, what formed that uh, that thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that that I have to think about in, in teaching, uh, and that you have to think about in writing. Yeah. Um, you know wow. how, how do we address that? And, uh, and for me, you know, when I, when I when I bring people newly to the Bible, um, I, I'm not going to begin with Leviticus. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to begin with a really good story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's. How about we start with the Book of Ruth? You know, the greatest yeah. friendship in the whole Bible.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, or the friendship between David and Jonathan. Uh, uh, you know, that's where you start, and yes. that's where the barriers begin to come. Down and uh, once you get those barriers lowered, uh, then then you can move into other areas that may be a little more difficult, a little more troublesome. Uh, But that's you know that's the nature of life. It's not all a yellow brick road. You know, it Mm. it can be it can be a tough go at times. Yeah.
1: um, Yeah. No, that's absolutely true, isn't it? It's, It's the it's the way to go about it as well, isn't it? I mean, there's um. <laughs> Sorry, it's not really. Fu- I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny. But there is a a YouTube channel of a a street preacher, and we we have street preachers in in this town. Um, and I think sometimes they mean well, but. He will basically put people's backs up and then post it on YouTube in a title where he's saying, "Look at how this this awful heathen has treated me." You know, then runs off and plays huh. the victim, <laughs> and you think, "Yeah, yeah. I don't, don't know if that's the best way to um show the love of God."
0: <laughs> no, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: But, yeah. Uh, but we all. But you know, we, it, it, it's something. You know, how, how do we how do we address all this? Well, I don't know. I. You, you take a piece of chalk, draw a circle on the floor, and step inside of it and start there. You know, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Start start with you, and uh, and then reach out to the people closest to you in ways that uh, uh, that draw them into the circle uh, and expand the circle. Yeah, and it, it's not excluding; it's including. And
1: uh, yes,
0: you know, you, you can you can do that through through your poetry. I, I can do it through my teaching, and uh, but you have to be aware of it. You know, aware of what you're doing.
1: not a mm. you know, not being clumsy about it. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, I remember, Boz was saying. He said that his uh, his grandfather said it's um. What's he said? It's my it's my job to love, and it's got nearly got it the wrong way around, It's my job to love, and it's God's job to judge. Yeah, I remember right. thinking that was yeah. um it's uh, yeah that's it's so up isn't it that's what, it's what it's all about and it's um but we live in a we live in a, a home well, I, I, I
0: really did enjoy your uh, your book the artist page oh thank I'm looking you. at it here I have
1: it up on my on my laptop I'm looking at it right now again oh dear oh, and, right. um, oh. I'll um get you the the uh, hard copy the hard hardback is uh, quite attractive it's um but it, uh, oh thank you I appreciate yeah I think um I mean the. I do think it's the illustrations that have really brought it to life, and uh, it's I can't thank Dina enough. It's uh, very expressive, and you know she's done a great, great job on that. It's, uh, and I think I, you know I try to sort of make it for those on a spiritual journey, really, or those who were spiritually sceptical, um, to sort of you know, read it and think it through. And uh, I mean I'm I'm no scientist, but to sort of try and put a bit of what I regard as, as as common sense as to cause and effect, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. which, um, yeah, but it's, uh, oh, thank you. I, no, I appreciate your kind, uh, kind remarks about that. And it's, I think, yes, yeah, I had a look at your website, and I'm really, we just need people like you, Dr. C. We really do. And it's, your, you know, such well, a and, Well, and, and,
0: and people like you. you know, I, I, oh, I didn't well. know you before you contacted me, and... Oh, but here we are. That is, yes. You, you reached out. You reached out. I responded, and here we are. And and that's that's where you begin. You yeah. know, draw that circle on the floor, step inside, and reach
1: out. Absolutely. And and that's what that's what we're doing. Oh, and also it's, so, it's, sorry, yeah. It, go ahead. That's that's how God works, isn't it? As well, sort of bringing people together. Are things that you wouldn't normally unexpected unexpected moves. You know, to uh, bring people together. It's um. Yes. Yeah. Again, all part of the miracles that are surrounding us that we sort of take. I think there's so many things we you know, miracles happening that we're taking for granted. It's very, very clever stuff. But um, yeah, oh, it's been wonderful to to chat with you. Dr. Yeah, I've really enjoyed really
0: enjoyed talking with you. And uh, you know, <laughs> one of the the marvels the, the, you know the post-COVID world. And all. You know, here you are in the UK, and here I am. San Diego, California, and we're having a conversation here about yeah. the artist page. You know, whether the artist be God or you or me, yeah. um, you know, yeah. it, it's a, it's a good, start. good start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the miracle of technology, eh? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But i want like to invite your, your listeners to uh, visit me on uh, logofivalstudy.com Yes. Yeah, on my website. Sure. And uh, and everything, you know, the website has, is very content-rich. And, uh, you know, that's where you, that's where you begin. And, uh, and I'd love okay. to uh, have your visits on, during my office hours on uh, Tuesday and Thursday, 11 right. to noon Pacific time. Uh, and uh, to go to the website, you'll, have the, you'll be able to click on that and get right into it. Absolutely. So uh, that's good. We, we, we're, we're beginning something... Something
1: new. You yeah, uh, I was uh, looking at a good thing. looking at your website um last night and I was uh, yeah I was quite um blown away with all that's on there so yeah so is it okay to, to feature the link to your site on the um on the the, the homepage to um, um the sh- the show is it okay to feature feature that on the on the show oh that,
0: absolutely yeah that'd be that great okay? and uh, you're you're recording this we we have about we'll take about an hour of talking and. Uh, and if you would like, I could, uh, if, if you would like to offer the recording, uh, I can put that up as an episode of Scripture on Comfort as well. Oh, lovely. That will give you, uh, that will expose you to a, a different audience that you might not have otherwise.
1: Oh, wonderful. That That's very kind. If that's okay, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be um... really great, yeah. Oh, wonderful.
0: Oh, so, yeah, let's, let's get, let's get together online and we'll, we'll yeah. look at the mechanics of doing all that and, uh, I'll connect you up with Jonathan. He's right next door to you in Dublin. Oh, yes. And uh, he can make all that work.
1: We're practically neighbours. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honour to, to chat with you. Thank you so much for your huge enlightenment and, um, you know, humbleness and being such a blessing to so many. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's been lovely to chat and... Uh, We'll catch up again soon. I'm very happy
0: to be here with you. It's been a real honor and privilege. Thank you, Deborah.
1: That's wonderful. You're more than welcome. And uh, to the audience, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, lots of love and God bless.